Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are from today. And it's good to have the opportunity to share God's word as you continue to seek God here. I would turn your attention to Hebrews 11 today. So if you have a copy of God's word, Hebrews 11. We actually didn't have our prayer meeting last night, Rick. We had uh, an election of deacons, which we try to do every three years. So that filled our time. and God was pleased to to lead and guide in that. So I'm very thankful to have come through that and be thankful for God's uh, mercies to our congregation in that uh, aspect of leadership and service. For those who don't know, I, I serve in the same congregation where Brother Stephen Lee serves, and it's our joy to labor together here in Greenville, South Carolina. Of course, um, I'm not from South Carolina, as you can tell, <laughs> uh, but God has us here, which is something I'm not sure I'll ever quite understand, but this is where we are. Hebrews 11.30 is where I want to draw your attention before we come to pray, beloved, and to encourage you here. Just a few thoughts. Hebrews 11, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Lord, help us as we consider your word. Give us light. Grant that there may be, by your spirit, a word in season for this moment and for each of your people gathered. Oh, Spirit of God, be with us, helping us to preach, to hear, to respond to your word, and then to seek the face of our God in faith, we pray for the honor of Christ. Amen. I am preaching through the book of Hebrews currently in our congregation. I am nowhere near chapter 11. That will be quite some time before I get there. But in consideration of bringing this devotion, my mind was drawn to uh, the encouragement of this text, Hebrews 11, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. The writer to the Hebrews is encouraging God's people to keep going on. There are trends evident even in that first century of believers under temptation because of the uh, the economic impact of following Jesus, declaring him as the Messiah. Uh, sometimes it's hard for us to imagine just how the Jewish community would have responded as soon as you say, no, Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. Immediately they would have been ostracized. Immediately they would have been dealing with a completely different economic experience where all the unbelieving Jews would have abandoned your business and it would have caused great economic struggle. That's part of the pressure, along with the increasing persecution that is rising around the Roman Empire, as the, the Jews who had been protected under the, the Roman occupation, it's being more and more evident that they're, they're, the Jewish uh, leaders are saying these people are not part of us. They have no right to the protections that we have, and therefore persecution may ensue, which ultimately is what happens. So they're encouraged here by the apostle, and they are 
brought to consider in this chapter these heroes of the past, those who pressed on, those who found victory by trusting God through thick and through thin. And so we come to this this generation that have come out of the wilderness, and they are now entering into the promised land, and they are full of expectation, full of hope, and God does not shatter their hopes as they stand before Jericho and they see a great victory. And just a few thoughts. I'm not going to rehearse all the history here. I'm making assumptions that the most most of you are familiar with what happened with the, the children of Israel marching around the city and the walls of Jericho falling down and seeing that victory that occurred recorded for us in the uh, what Joshua 6, I think it is. But a few things to note here for our encouragement. First, when it says here, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. I want us to think about that faith. First, it was an evangelical faith, an evangelical faith. When you read Hebrews 11, don't see it just as people speaking affirmation to themselves, uh, telling themselves that God will not fail them or whatever. They are believing, and that that faith is is like unto Abel's, who by faith offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. It was more excellent in part because he believed God, and he believed God concerning the truth of the gospel. He believed that he must approach God by means of sacrifice, by means of a substitute. He is approaching God believing that God is going to provide the salvation that he needs. And so all of the expressions of faith in Hebrews 11 have that as the foundation. If they don't believe that God is their Savior, that God is going to provide salvation through the uh, once-for-all sacrifice that comes by the person and work of the Lord Jesus, if they're not looking forward to that, they have no salvation. There is no grounds of approach unto God. There's no confidence before God. So when you think of the faith that they expressed, it is first an evangelical faith. And Christ had led them. We are told that the rock that went through the wilderness from which the water came, that rock was Christ. It pointed them to Christ. We know that the manna that came from heaven, again, signified and pointed them to the bread of God sent down from heaven to give us life for the world, John 6. So they're seeing through the wilderness the fact that they are being led uh, by the, the, the Messiah. He is, he's, he's, they're, he's being indicated, pointed to typified, prophesied in their experience. And now they come to Jericho and it's the same. They had just come through Jordan and now they're before Jericho. And in a similar fashion, you see this in the ministry of Christ too. He was baptized in the river Jordan and immediately, immediately upon baptism, he is led, Luke tells us, he is led by the Spirit to be tempted 40 days by the devil. He goes in to face the strongholds of the enemy and he pulls down the walls. He wins a victory over Satan right there in the wilderness. The one who, uh, instead of Adam, Adam being in this perfect environment of paradise and yet failing and sinning, Christ goes into a far less than perfect scenario where he is not fed, where he is hungering, and he's 40 days in the wilderness being tempted persistently by the devil, and, and yet he wins a victory. He pulls down the walls of the stronghold of Satan right there. So you have certain imagery even here that uh, reminds us that these people, they came through Jordan resting in Christ, trusting in him, uh, depending on God to deliver and save them. And so that's how it begins. Through the, or By faith they passed through the Red Sea. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. 
But it's not only an evangelical faith. It, it was uh, a promise girded by faith. They had a promise girded by faith. Uh, they were, uh, or rather, I think I've typed that, mistyped that. <laughs> Grounded, I think, was what I was trying to type. This is when the preacher is having his musings and he types into his Apple Notes and they all all correct is messing with his his ideas. The promise that their their faith was grounded in promise. Let's just put it that way. That's the idea I want to convey to you. Their faith is grounded in promise because you think about it. Here they are, and they start marching around this city. If they did that without God's word, it's insanity. I mean, and I, I imagine those in Jericho must have been laughing, despite what they had heard concerning. Uh, what had happened, the Egyptians and the passing through the Red Sea, that definitely unsettled them. But as the third day comes, the fourth day comes, the fifth day comes, these people just keep marching around the city, there had to be this moment where the inhabitants of Jericho begin to think, what's wrong with these people? (laughs) This is crazy. There's no possible way that they're going to triumph over us by simply walking around the city. And it would have been mad, except for one thing, God had told them to do it. He'd given them a promise. In Joshua 6, 2, the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you read through how God tells them what to do in Joshua 6. So they're doing this based on his word. All right. That's the grounding of everything that they are doing. And therefore, they win a victory because they're acting based on the promise of God. Now, just to stop before I move into my final point, this this is foundational. You're gathering here to pray. Some of you are here every single day. The first thing you have as your hope is a faith that is rooted in the finished work of Christ. If you don't have that, if you're not assured that your acceptance of your acceptance in Christ, then you don't even have a foothold to have any confidence as you come to pray. So there must be that. That's what the children of Israel had to have first and foremost. Then you have to have his word, the promise that he is going to give deliverance, that he is going to answer prayer, that he is going to work in accordance to his word. And you come here, therefore, beloved, and I'm sure this has been said on other occasions at other times, come and seize upon the promises of God. Take God at his word. Rehearse to him what he has said. Remind him of the things that he has promised. And tell him again, Lord, you said, if we pray, if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And you you keep bringing these matters and laying them before him. And as mad as it may appear to be to an an onlooking world, who would see a Zoom meeting like this as, (laughs) what's wrong with those people? What What do they think is going to happen by sitting there for an hour each day and praying. What do they think is going to happen? And so the world laughs at you, but you keep walking around the city because God has called you to do it. And God will do his work, which brings us then to the final point. It was an act of faith. They had to obey. It wasn't enough for them to say, God has said this. They then had to walk it out and walk around the city as God had instructed. And so they did so. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. They were not trained in warfare. They did not have catapults to blast the walls. They didn't have any of the machinery of man. They simply obeyed the word of God. 
And as we look at a world with its machinery and technology and the advancements that are happening in our generation, we might look and say, what does the church have? It has the word. It has the same word it's always had. And by the church taking God at his word and marching at his command, walls have still come down. Victories have still been secured. Despite the best efforts to destroy the church, despite all the craziness that you see and the headlines that shake the faith of some of God's people, you come back and you say, God, you've said, you have said. And so you think about this. Victory for the church is always along a well-worn path. They marched around that city, compassing it around, walk, walking around, seeing as they came around the second time, they can see their footprints from where they were the first time. And then the third day, on the fourth day, they see their footprints, and maybe they start to wear a trench into the ground, a, a kind of well-worn path, distinct from the areas where they're not marching. And they could see it time after time, and it becomes more and more flattened and, and well-worn in. Well, so it is for the church. The victory of the church is a well-worn path. We don't need a new path. We don't need a new idea. We just need to walk the path our forefathers have trod and keep going around, walking around the enemy, walking around the impossibilities in believing prayer, trusting God to do what he has promised to do. And the final day, they give a shout. And this is the shout of, of victory that the believer has. They know the work is complete. They know the Son of God is victorious. They saw him ascend into heaven, commanding them to go into all nations, all territories, because not only did he have authority in heaven, but also on earth, and told them, go and baptize the nations. Go and teach all men. Go and do my work. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Go and do this. You have authority. I'm giving it to you because I have authority in heaven and on earth. And that victory of the church is still ours. It is finished. Christ has sent us. The commission is still in play. And we are to walk that well-worn path around all the walls of the world. And we will see them come down, one generation after another, of faithful plodding on with God. You come on here every day. This is a well-worn path for some of you now. Do you give up now? No, no. You come today to create, to raise a shout of victory. The victory is secure. Christ will build his church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so you keep on keeping on. And believe him. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down. By faith, God will work in your life. And I just say, do, do all the faithful things you can do. Just keep walking. That's the Christian life. Keep walking the faithful path. Keep going to your prayer meeting at church. Keep gathering with the saints. Keep giving out literature. Keep speaking a word for Christ. Keep encouraging yourself in the Lord. Keep going on, beloved. And begin to press in, believing that that day, that final day where the walls come down, it's just right around the corner. Keep plodding that well-worn path. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down. An act of God. He will do it for his believing people. So what is it we're going to ask for today? What are we going to ask for? 
Are there walls that need to come down? Yes, there are walls that need to come down. Let's think of them. Let's bring the biggest walls, the most impossible things before God and say, Lord, on the authority of Christ and his finished work, coming in his name by the merit of his blood, we appeal in Christ's name, do this. This is how victory is secured, through Christ. He is the greater Joshua leading us to certain victory. Let us believe it. Let us believe it. May God bless his word.